Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, beautiful souls. Thank you for tuning in again. Today on the show, I invited a special guest, Catherine Manning. She is the creator of The Content Bug at thecontentbug.com, where she blogs and she also has a YouTube channel teaching online creators to grow their audience using digital marketing. She shares tips on SEO, blogging, YouTube, social media, and today she is here to talk to us about Pinterest. If you haven't yet, follow me on Pinterest at the handle of M-S-L-U-C-Y-L-I-U. I also have the same handle everywhere else. So come say hello and enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So before we get to pick your brain on Pinterest, I really want to learn a little bit more about your experience. You know, we're backing up to 2014 before you started your business. So can you tell us about yourself about those years? Yeah. So I, right out of college, I got my start in a startup company and it was actually within digital marketing. So I'm very blessed that I had that opportunity because that's where I learned a lot about SEO in particular and just other digital marketing tips and tricks. So that's really where I got my start. But I realized after a while that I just kind of wasn't happy there. And I liked my like industry. I really liked that niche and focusing on digital marketing. I thought it was so fascinating, but I just didn't really enjoy working with the clients that I was working with and the company that I was working for. I just, I'm very much so a rebel and I do better working for myself. So I ended up starting my blog to help bloggers and other digital influencers better understand the online world and kind of simplify it. Because a lot of people, when they hear SEO, they get terrified and they think I can't do that or I need to hire an expert. And I just wanted to kind of prove to people that you can create a good online presence for yourself and you can understand these things. You just need the right resources to do it. Mm. So throughout this process of the early stages, you felt anxiety and depression, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, when I made that decision to make the change, to jump into blogging and to kind of start a business for myself, I was very unhappy, but I didn't realize it. And I think a lot of people go through that, especially in their early twenties or moving from college into the real world. It's like, how do you deal with that? What does that look like? And I just realized that I was very unhappy with my life. And I had definitely been dealing with a lot of anxiety to the point where I didn't trust other people driving a car. And I was terrified to go on a plane. And it was crippling to me in some aspects of my life. And deciding to move into my business was a way to kind of take control of my life and realize that, you know, we only have so much time here on earth. And it's kind of whatever you make it. And if I was really unhappy and if I was dealing with negative thoughts and anxiety and depression and all that stuff, I was going to be the only one that was going to actually change my life and push it in the direction that I wanted to kind of live my life. Mm, And you actually found your passion. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I was really lucky that I got my start in the digital marketing industry, like I already said, because without that career or without that job, I don't think I would have come to the point where I'm at today. So I realized that I really loved algorithms and learning about that. And I was also really fascinated with Instagram in particular. And now I'm still obsessed with Instagram. But along the way, by creating my own brand, I've definitely found my passion in different things. Like for a while, I was obsessed with Pinterest and I'm still obsessed with Pinterest. But now I'm spending a lot of my efforts on YouTube and I love YouTube. And I think 
your passion and your purpose kind of changes over time. So within my business, that's kind of the way it's been going as well. Oh, lovely. So you have 2.4 million monthly views on Pinterest. So that might be a lot for someone just starting. So of course, you know, most of us get started on Pinterest, right? We claim our website, you know, we start pinning and these things can be, I mean, in the very beginning, you can easily get things by Googling, by going to YouTube, searching for tips. Um, So what's next? For example, right, you need to have board. How many boards ideally should you have? I like to tell people start with 15 boards minimum. And you want those boards to be really specific to your niche. So I know a lot of people look at Pinterest as a place for moms and for females in particular. So they think a lot of people are going to Pinterest to search for recipes, which is true. But if your audience has nothing to do with that or your niche doesn't have anything to do with that, you don't want a recipes board on your profile. So for me, I talk about digital marketing. I talk about Pinterest. Having a recipes board wouldn't actually help me. So I would say have 15 boards on your profile that are actually relevant to your niche that are actually going to attract your target audience. What if you didn't know that and you already have a recipes board? Should you delete that and clean that up? Yeah, so what you can do, you can actually archive it. So instead of getting rid of those pins and instead of deleting them and no longer having access to them, you can archive it within your Pinterest account. And one thing that I think is important to note here is some people just make their boards secret, but secret boards can actually hurt you on Pinterest because Pinterest looks at the engagement on every single one of your boards on your Pinterest profile. And if you aren't pinning to those boards, it's going to hurt you within the Pinterest algorithm. So if you have secret boards that you're no longer pinning to, it's actually hurting you. So if you archive them, that's no longer going to hurt you, but you can still access those pins if you're interested in looking back on those recipes in the future. Mm, Thank you for your tip. So how many pins do you pin a day? I pin around 40 pins a day in between 30 and 40 pins a day. Mm -hmm. And are they manually or automated? I automate it using Tailwind. I've been using Tailwind for almost three years at this point, and they're really the best platform out there, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Would you say start Tailwind immediately or after you kind of get a momentum going? I would say start it immediately. And the main reason why I automate my strategy, I know there's a lot of people talking about how you should pin manually. And I do pin some pins manually. Like whenever I add a new pin to Pinterest from my blog, I will pin that manually to Pinterest. I will upload it there first and then I'll automate it through Tailwind. But the main reason why I think you need to have an automation platform like Tailwind is because Pinterest wants to make sure that you are active on the platform every single day. So if you are not pinning daily, it's actually going to hurt your reach on the platform. So even if you're just getting started and you're setting up your boards and you're trying to figure out what pins you want to share, still be pinning at least, I would say like five pins a day through Tailwind until you're ready to up it to that 30 to 40 number like I'm sharing. Okay. For someone that hasn't begun, maybe they have some myth about Pinterest that's, you know, keeping them away from being on Pinterest. What myth would you like to debunk about Pinterest? Oh, that's a really good question. I guess you could say this is probably not one that a lot of people would share, but some people look at Pinterest as the way to drive thousands, hundreds of thousands of page views every single month. And when you're first getting started on Pinterest, that isn't going to happen. So a lot of people focus on growing their monthly viewers. And you already say right now I'm reaching 2.4 million. That's awesome. But that doesn't translate to traffic to my website. So some people worry about those vanity metrics and they're trying to grow their impressions based off the monthly viewers, which is just all of your pins in total. It's not just your website. Some people focus on that, but that's not actually helping the growth and the traffic to 
to their website. So I would say, if you're thinking you're gonna get traffic immediately, it's not going to happen, and you also need to make sure that you are using the right strategy so you're not just reaching a bunch of people, but you're actually getting those people to your website. So what's one thing you wish you had known when you began on Pinterest in the early years? Definitely to niche down <laughs> the one tip that I shared about the recipes board. I actually had that board on my account for a very long time. And I had a lot of boards that were not relevant to my niche, which actually hurt my growth on the platform for a while. So having specific boards that you can actually pin your own content to or that are very realistic for your audience to be searching for on Pinterest that are specific to your audience, that's really going to help you grow a lot faster. I love that. I think I need to delete a couple of my boards now. Because <laughs> I, you know what, I have that recipe board. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So what other mistakes do you see people doing on Pinterest? Um, oh, there's a lot of them. Some of them I would say branding for sure. A lot of people don't think about their branding on Pinterest, so they don't really pay attention to their profile picture or their, their name on Pinterest. And those are simple things that are going to actually attract people to your account and actually get them to follow your account as well as your brand board. Some people don't have brand boards and to explain what that is, a brand board is the board where you're going to pin all the content that leads to your website. So no one else's pins are going to be on that board. It's just the pins leading to your website. And I noticed that some people don't have that board or some people have that board kind of buried beneath other boards on their Pinterest account. And that can really hurt you from the beginning. You want to make sure that if people are landing on your profile, they're seeing your content and that they actually want to go to your website. So branding is absolutely huge. And then design of pins. <laughs> That's really a big mistake that a lot of people make. They don't pay attention to their design or they think that they have a good design and they just stick with it for a while, but they aren't paying attention to their analytics and realizing that that design actually isn't getting them clicks to their website. Would you recommend a consistent design in all the pins? I definitely think so, yes. It is okay to try out different designs or to have two or three designs that work well off of each other, but branding on Pinterest is huge. So if people are searching for something that you could be ranking for and they see one of your pins and they know it's you, they know it's your website, they already like you, they have that trust, they're more likely to click on your pin. So if you don't have that consistent branding or just look in general, you're going to miss out on the people continuing to go back to your website time and time again. What are some of the best resources that actually helped you along the way? For Pinterest, I'm pretty self-taught. So when I got started, I ended up signing up for those email courses that people used to do. It was like a three-day email course and they would send you three emails. And I think I signed up for two of them at the beginning and I don't even remember who they were created by, otherwise I would share. But I signed up for those and then otherwise, I already understood the Google algorithm and I already kind of understood Facebook and Instagram. So learning another algorithm like Pinterest, all I did was I read a few different articles, I tried out some different strategies myself and just saw what worked for me and then I shared with my audience what ended up working. So I love the algorithms and I can kind of figure them out pretty well. So that's how I learned everything I know today. So then you would say Pinterest is actually pretty easy once you actually put yourself in it. I think so. I think getting started on Pinterest is going to be the hardest part. Of course, it's like learning anything new, like learning how to ride, ride a bike. It's going to be harder when you're first getting started. You're taking those first few steps. But once you get going, it's going to be a lot easier. 
Plus with Pinterest, there's a decent amount of setup. So you already asked me how many boards you need to have on your account. Creating 15 boards and adding quality pins to those boards is going to take you a little bit of time. But once you have that stuff set up, it's really just maintaining your account and taking a look at your analytics to make sure your strategy is actually working. So it's a lot of upfront effort, but then it gets much easier later on. Is it a lot different once you have, you know, an account for three years? Are the strategies different once you have all those views now? Definitely, one hundred percent. So when I mean, for one, the algorithm has changed a few times. So adjusting to the algorithm and the changes and what Pinterest is now looking for, of course, I've had to adjust my strategy. But when you're first getting started on Pinterest, you're mainly focused on driving traffic to your website or driving traffic to your products, whatever you are creating or the value that you offer your readers or your clients, whatever it is. So I was mainly focused on getting people to my blog posts. Well, over time, then I realized I could grow my email list. I could sell products through Pinterest, and I could. Drive people to my sales pages, or I could create specific blog posts to capture those leads, to then land those sales. So, my strategy at the beginning definitely started out very basic, and it was just driving traffic to my website. And then I think over time, the more you learn, and especially the more you grow within your business, you're going to realize that you need more advanced strategies, or you have more of an advanced sales funnel that you kind of want to drive people through. A lot of people talk about group boards. What are those?、Yeah. So group boards are boards that multiple people can pin to. So when I said you need to have 15 boards on your profile, those should just be the boards that you own. Only you can pin to. Group boards, multiple people can pin to them. Now the cool thing about group boards is that they appear on everyone's profile that is a part of that group board. So let's say there's a hundred people on Pinterest that are part of one group board. It appears on a hundred different people's profiles. But the main benefit to group boards is that for every pin you repin, meaning adding it to a new board. It actually creates a repin, which is just a share statistic that Pinterest looks into. And the more repins you have, the better your engagement on Pinterest, which ends up helping your reach on the platform. And it works better with the algorithm. So it's like Instagram: if you get more likes on your photo, the Instagram algorithm is more likely to pick it up. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with YouTube. The more views you have, they're more likely to pick it up. So with group boards, if you have one pin that you can share to. Five of your boards that you own, and then five more group boards. You've already generated ten repins without anyone else touching your pin and adding it to their board. So those pins are automatically repinned in the group boards. You have to do it yourself, but it generates a repin. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But for someone just starting, how difficult is it nowadays to get into a group board? Pinterest actually recently came out with a new feature where there's just a button on Pinterest. So if you find a group board, I would recommend just going to Pinterest, typing in something very basic, and then typing group board, and then you can actually search by all boards, and you should see a wide variety of boards that pop up. But they added a new feature where if you click on that board, there is actually a button that says request to join, and all you have to do is click on that. Back when I first got started with group boards, it was much harder. You had to actually email people or fill out forms, and most people wouldn't respond, or it would take them a while to respond. Compared to that button, you can almost see it's like within a day or two that you actually see results in those boards appearing on your profile. So I think it's a little bit easier today to join group boards compared to when I was doing it a few years ago.、Mm, that's awesome to know. Thank you for your knowledge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it gets hard being an entrepreneur working out of your home when、mm-hmm. you need to have a mindset reset. What do you do? 
So I've been working out of my home for over three years now, almost four years, which is crazy. And I'm pretty lucky that this is almost all I ever knew. When I was working in a startup company, we worked out of coffee shops and we had a small office, but we never really went to it. So I've learned how to kind of manage my time as well as make sure I'm in the right mindset. And that means going to the gym for me daily, eating good food makes a huge difference. But if I'm in that kind of rut where I need that reset, like you said, I love just going for a walk with my dog. I like getting outside. Fresh air just recharges me as well as taking baths and reading. <laughs> awesome. Can you share with us your favorite quote? Uh, I actually have one behind me that says, no one is you and that is your superpower. And that's kind of been my mindset right now. That's something I, I really like. So yeah, I would say that one right now. I love it. You are super. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for being with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 